Well, good afternoon, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mir, Alberta. And as usual, I'm not in Mir, Alberta. I am still in Holland. And uh, in my pursuit of some information as to what's happening in our world uh, and why, I have met uh, Kent from Ireland. And that's uh, not how it's said in Dutch, but that's the English, so that's what I'll use. Uh, Kent is a data expert. And he's been paying attention and watching what's going on in our world and specifically in the Netherlands. And uh, he, he was involved in a documentary called State of Control. State of Control. If you haven't seen it yet, please check it out. Uh, Jasper and I are going to watch that tonight after supper, aren't we, Jasper? And uh, he, he's also kind of sounding the alarm uh, in response to some of the policies that are coming forward. So on that note, uh, maybe I'll let you kind of explain a little bit about your part in that and how your expertise fits in that so that they can have a better understanding. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Chris, for inviting me. Um, my name is Ken van Ierland, translated in English as Ken from Ireland. Probably one of my ancestors a long time ago escaped Ireland and went to the European continent uh, for whatever reason. Um, I am a data expert. Um, I'm a thought leader on digital transformation, on data, and data is a new source for creating a lot of value, but data is also a source for building a new society based on control. And so my, my participation in the documentary State of Control was to talk about what can you do with data and how can you do it. And we, approaches from different angles. We approach it from, uh, as the European uh, government says, that it's convenient to use data as a source to, um, to buy more stuff on the internet and it makes it more easy. So um, we said that's absolutely true. You know, if you use data in a proper way, data centric, uh, for example, if you go to, uh, to, 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 to the network and you would like to buy some stuff, it's very annoying that you have to enter your personal data over and over and over and over again. And that's probably the reason why um, 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 we're losing so much business because it takes too much time and it's a lot of fuss to do this. From that point of view, we agree. Um, what we see actually today is that the European government is building a new platform, a huge platform around identity management. So all your personal information will be um, stored onto that platform. Your financial information, your fiscal information, your medical information, personal information, whatever information around your person. Um, this opens the doors to control. This opens the doors that you can program that data. For example, CBDC, that's the, that's digital currency, is opens so many gates, opens so many doors for convenience, but at the same time, it opens also the, do the doors for control. And that's very dangerous. So what I've done in the docu is that I've showed two perspectives. One is the convenience part, where everybody will like it, and the other part is the sinister part of the show. Um, what we see is happening currently in Europe, in, uh, in Brussels, that all those people 
that are governing us have not been elected over there. Are non-elected people. They and have is, it, been, is it the European Union? The European Union. They're, they're appointed people. Mm -hmm. They're not elected. They're implementing new laws, all kinds of laws around carbon dioxide, uh, your carbon footprint, uh, taxes, new taxes around it, uh, budgets. You get a personal di carbon dioxide budget, meaning if you're going to exceed it, you will not be allowed to travel anymore. You will not be allowed to buy food anymore, or certain kinds of foods like meat or whatever. And then we see they're implementing a very complex platform and they're, spend, they're going to spend, I mean, trillions on this. And my background is that I've been 45 years in the digital transformation business. Started as IT mainframe business. I've seen over the last 45 years how we built a society, a digital society, by implementing computers and applications, and that's where we all connected together. All things that can improve our quality of life. Improve our quality of life, bring costs down, more efficiency, and it has brought an enormous wealth to society, an enormous wealth to society. What we see today is that we have built an application-centric society and we have spent fortunes on it in bringing this all together. But we have reached the limits of the capabilities of pursuing these kind of technologies um, and that we sh should go into a new direction in the, in the data-centric society. I wrote a book about it, Data Value Creation, and I, and I explain in my book um, why, data, why a data-centric society can bring an enormous amount of value, but also freedom um, and, and a lot of value um, to, to any citizen in, in, in society. But at the other end, I didn't write about it. And then I started to realize much later that there's also a sinister part of the show. And what we see is that the current governments starting to understand that data is a wonderful source to build some society where they can control the masses. This is not new. This is not new. We have done this through the ages, the centuries. We started thousands of years ago controlling the masses and using technologies and having declarations like the, the, the Magna Carta where we said we do not agree with king whatever that you should, you should share your, your powers with the people. The first steps in democracy. And the nobility, those they didn't accept that and they sent in their army in crushing and so many people got killed simply by the fact that um, it is a battle. And what we've seen is that technologies has taken everything into a new leap in society in through the ages where people got their freedom. Moving away from the Catholic Church into the Protestant Church was enabled simply by the book press, mm -hmm. right? So you could, let's say, elaborate on your thoughts and you could share it with the masses. It's how you de democratize data. Well, nowadays we live in, for example, you know, uh, um, the France, French Revolution succeeded simply by the fact that the book press uh, enabled the, the free word 
and, 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 and could mobilize the masses against a very small group of nobility that controlled France those days. And more recently, we saw that in Poland in the early 80s, the Solidarity Movement. That was Absolutely. based it, on a, a societal transformation based on data. It happens, knowledge. and it happens, and it happens, and it happens again. Nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. So if it's somebody, people, some people think this is a conspiracy, it's not. It's not a conspiracy. It's human behavior. And there's one guy that wrote about it, that's Machiavelli, in his booklet called Il Principe, where he explained human behavior and that small groups of power, the elite, tried to control the masses. What's new about it? The Romans did it, said, well, we give you the games and we give you the foods as long as you shut up. Thousands right? of years, yeah. Yeah, so happens again, happens again. What we see nowadays is that digital technology is responsible for democratizing data to anybody around the globe. If something happens in the Philippines an hour ago, we will know it right now. Um, so who's in between in sharing all that data and telling you what you should know or what you shouldn't know? And here you see the government comes in, the media and the government, in controlling society. And it's that new? No, George Orwell wrote about it. And he made a movie about it, The Animal Farm, where he explained the dangers of such a society. So what we're actually talking about is mobilizing the masses and making them understand that besides the convenience part of data, there's also a sinister part of data. And the sinister part of data goes about the social contract that we have as the masses, that the Fox Populi, with the government. That we have signed a contract where we enable them to govern us in order to create wealth and to create prosperity for everybody. Not the way around. And that's what currently is happening. So what we see, in, and I can't judge for Canada for the simple reason we don't hear anything about what's happening in Canada. And vice versa. And vice versa. So from my point of view as a data expert, I can make some statements that, what, that the government sees, uh, the European government, the Dutch government sees that data is a wonderful source to build a new society based on, on control. And, and, and people, the, the masses, are waking up step by step, starting to realize that something is happening. This is definitely not a conspiracy. This is what people do I through had, the ages. I had one, one uh, uh, professor I interviewed, she described it as the fourth industrial revolution. It's going to happen. Yeah. And it just, the, the outcome depends on how people push their governments to, to move forward into this, into this new age, right? And it, it, we either move towards a nefarious uh, collective where the government has all the control, or we move to uh, enjoying the extra prosperity that we are allowed, afforded by, by uh, uh, developing that resource, which is data. Yeah, well, you know, um, we have seen those examples in the Soviet Union, and we see those examples in China, where they have implemented a system to protect the Communist Party. 
That's the only reason, uh, to, to protect the Communist Party. My Prime Minister has uh, has declared that he admires China's basic dictatorship, yeah, well, so he can do that. Yeah, well, you have some people. We, you know, we have elites in this country, uh, um, minority parties, but controlling society because they have their members in, 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 in all over, the, all over the, the society in very influential positions. And they think, and, and they experiment, and they're ideology-driven, um, um, leading us to a different society where we all be controlled through carbon, through discussions around climate change, energy transition, about uh, health measures. Health measures. You know, it all comes together. And in my opinion, they're going to fail. They're going to fail. And the reason why is very simple, actually. In order to build such a system, it can easily be um, hacked or easily being faked or easily being interrupted. Um, and that's what we've seen in the, in the vaccine uh, discussion that during the pandemic that we all were all to have uh, QR codes. Fake QR codes circulated through society. You could easily get them from the internet and you could use them anywhere and they were fake ones. Meaning that the European government is going to spend trillions on building a platform, application-centric, very complex, mobilizing European IT companies. And let me tell you something about it. Europe does not have an IT industry anymore. It vanished 30, 40 years ago, and the Americans took over, the Indians took over, and the Chinese took over. So the companies that are interested, like Thales and Capgemini and Atos and Siemens and, and, and all the other companies, it's because of the money. It's not because it's part of a conspiracy that we, we want to control. It's simply the money. Mm -hmm. It's because those, those governments are spending so much money, not only on CBDC, um, the identity management, but also on energy transition. Right? The Germans have spent one half trillion dollars on an energy, energy, energy transition where the most important econo economist in Germany said, in German, eine Energietransitie ins Nichts, which means it's not going to go anywhere. So we see these big megalomanic, uh, megaloman uh, plans that they want to put into place to control society. We've seen it in the past, and they're doing it again. People are not learning their lessons. And of course they're going to spend and they're going to waste trillions of money that should be used in order to, to create um, um, uh, wealth and um, um, freedom and, um, for, for society, but they're going the opposite way. And it will lead to, presumably, to wars. Right? Because what's currently happening in Ukraine, our government has, has decided today to spend two and a half billion a subsidy to to Ukraine. 
while people can't heat their houses over here, while the, the chains are growing day by day because people do not have food Christmas days, they don't have the food to feed themselves during Christmas, they can't heat their houses anymore, I meaning that the majority of the people start waking up that governments are going in the wrong direction. Well, as a data expert, I say, okay, if we're going to build such a platform, why should we do it? Because the platform is already there. Because if you go to Google, for example, Google has all the instruments already in place. The Google platform is the best data-centric platform around the globe. They have an infrastructure where your data set travels with you wherever you go around the globe. The only way why governments, European government, is not using Google as a platform to implement a convenient platform where every citizen can benefit from, it's because they're subsidizing new, the, the industry to build uh, their own platform against what's happening in the US, against US uh, players. So Google, Amazon, uh, Microsoft, IBM, Oracle, all the American players are, are not seeing as, as a friend, but are seeing as an enemy, as competitors. Yeah. So they want to build their own platform to build their own industry, spending trillions of money on it and not getting anywhere because we don't have the know-how. We think we have the know-how, we don't have the know-how to do it. So what we're going to, to build is going to fail. It's going to, to fail miserably. But people will get rich. Some people will get rich. Of course, some people will get rich. You know, when Hitler in the 30s mobilized the big producers, the big capitalists in Germany to help him build his army, he didn't refuse to do that. Of course not. It's in their best interest to do it. It was in their best interest to do that. And even the richest families today in Germany got rich in the 30s and the 40s. So it's happening all over again. You know, talking about the energy transition, it's being supported by Shell, by Vattenfall, by the local energy companies, by so by everybody that can benefit from it in building something that is going to fail. We see that in Canada, uh, specifically in Alberta. I saw a press release a few days ago uh, that one of our major energy players, Canadian Natural Resources, uh, they're behind uh, our premier and our government's plan for net zero. They're pursuing the climate agenda. Yeah. They're, they're pursuing this is based on a lie, but our big players, energy, they're on board. And I didn't realize why until I read a little further and they, they benefit $85 per ton of captured carbon dioxide. And these players, uh, CNRL, the, 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 the CEO, Murray Edwards, and, and Bill Gates, of all people, own the patent of the carbon capture technology. So they stand to benefit tremendously from this. It's not because they believe, or because an energy CEO believes that we stop using energy. It's because he's going to make billions and billions and Absolutely. billions of dollars. And, it's, and who pays the, the $85 per ton? It's me. You. And you. And, and Jasper. Exactly. Right? And so, like you say, it's all about money, and it's so unfortunate that when you peel back all the layers, eventually you get down to the nitty-gritty, and it is always about money. Yeah, and, and you know, what we see today is that uh, we've been pushed into this hoax, energy transition, climate change, 
climate is definitely changing. It's not changing for hundreds of millions of years. And um, people are being, um, we know what they do is they push narratives, 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 narratives. Uh, IPCC is doing this, uh, the WEF is doing this. Uh, uh, but this is not new because we had um, the group of Rome, we had the Bilderberg conferences, we have all kind of elite groups in the past doing exactly the same of what the World Economic Forum is doing today. Uh, apparently it is the elite that always come together and try to build the ideal society. Well, the Russians started an enormous social uh, experiment with communism a uh, hundred years ago. Well, they failed. Um, and at the end of the day, that all these centralized plans will fail after all. And I believe in personal uh, entrepreneurship, in individual, in the, the individual power of the, in, in the, in the individual, um, working together in a democracy is maybe not the best system, but it's the best we have today. Mm -hmm. And the only way that we can um, encounter this is by voting them away. And the only way to vote them away is to educate the people and tell them the truth. And, and, and not from a conspiracy point of view, but factually. Show them the facts, why things, are, why things will fail. And I can tell you from my point of view, I'm not that worried because I know as an expert, I've been 45 years in this business building these complex systems <laughs> is going to fail dramatically because it's too complex, it's too money intensive, it's against all the privacy laws. Right? So we have implemented new laws, all these new systems are against those laws. So at the end of the day, it's what we call entropy, it's chaos theory. theory. And the chaos theory says anything that you do against nature laws will fail at the end of the day. So it's linear thinking. It's one size fits all approaches to solve diversified uh, issues. Which we saw, I mean, plain as day in the last three years. Governments implementing blanket policies over multiple regions, not accounting for different differences, and it never worked. It doesn't work, you know. We, we were hit by a virus and we got a, pandemic and they try to solve this with one vaccine so that if we inject all the people then we solve the problem and what we see nowadays that the virus disappears automatically by itself because that happens in nature right and you know we have seen and and, and this vaccine you know this this pandemic was a very small one or compared to the past, what happened in the in the in the Middle Ages, mm -hmm. something about fifty percent of the population just died simply because of the lack of hygiene. And we think, and it, <laughs> we think as a human being that we can control the world, but we can't. We're not meant to control. We're meant to adapt. And we're meant to adapt, and that's what. And we forget that ad adaptation is. A far better approach in a diversified uh, um, program where we pro where we promote diversified solutions and and be more humble, be more humble in in approaching the problems that we face. So 
If we think that we can run the 17th economy in the world, which we are, the Netherlands, by implementing windmills uh, and, and, and solar-led uh, systems, while there's hardly any sun in this country. <laughs> so you can, can imagine that it's taking care of 40% of the energy balance, 4%. We've spent billions and we've, we've, we didn't go beyond 4%. And we're spending more and more and more. And the more we spend, the harder we feel. And so here we here we see from all these new plans. Eh? The new plan is that we have a, a carbon budget and that in 2027 you will pay taxes on your uh, on how much carbon you consume at the gas station, in the shops, anywhere else, taking 15% from your net income, 15% of your net income will be spent, will be taxed away for carbon. Four years ago, that was a conspiracy theory. Yeah. And people said we we're crazy because we said these things were happening. And we see a lot of this stuff happening now and people are for, for whatever reason, accepting it. You mentioned the windmills in, in Alberta, the most energy-rich portion of Canada. We, we, have, we have enough natural gas in Alberta to meet our needs and the needs of our neighbors for a thousand years. Yeah, well, Not so much gas we have. We and have, the Netherlands does too, I just well, thought. We have for uh, approximately a trillion of gas Tons still of gas. In, in the ground. And yet, we have people who are- And we're are, not using it. You know, we're selling our gas. <laughs> at bottom prices to our neighbor countries. No. And we sell the gas at maximum price to our own people. So we, we, we keep our people poor. They're sitting at home, they can't heat their houses. That, that's what factually is happening. And they're trying to subsidize themselves out of misery. We all know this will not work. Of course not. Because this, this, these are human laws that will fight nature laws. But you can't fight nature laws. Right? You know, how are you going to fight gravity with a human law? If I drop this glass, it's because of gravity. There's no law that will, that will stop doing it, this. It doesn't matter how ideologically motivated you are, exactly. reality will... Reality. reality will take well, reality will slap you. Yeah, will slap you, and that's going to happen. And people, just uh, let's say the, the guy in the street will, at the end of the day, will find out that it will all be against him, that he is paying the bills. If you're not allowed to drive a car anymore, meaning you you lose your mobility, if you and and they will take away so many liberties that we have, uh, that we have. Um, 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 that we have gotten over the, over the last, whatever, 20, 30, 40, 50 years after the Second World War, they're taking everything away because of an ideology. Mm -hmm. yeah? And it's the elite that think that they can do this. And the worst part is, while they're doing this, and all across history there's examples of things like this that have happened, and it gets worse and worse and worse, and the human suffering increases to the point where there's some type of a tipping point. Yeah, we, we, let, beings, we let it happen. And they, yeah, they let it happen. But while it's happening, we know that reality is going to slap us in the face. We know it's not going to work. But the suffering that happens before that is tremendous. Yeah. And and that's why you mentioned education before. And that's where I'm, I, I realized that's where we have to start. Because we, I would rather 
we educate people as to what the problem is, what reality is, and how we should move forward, than waiting for the suffering to get so great that people, something happens in that way. Yeah, yeah. In that case, you're a white knight in 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 bringing education and telling people what's happening around it. As long as you do not um, 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 tell them that it is a conspiracy, but, but be very factual, eh? you know. And it's so easy. It's so easy. From a factual point of view, you can prove on any topic, climate change, energy transition, CBDC, or whatever, that what they're doing will lead to chaos, will lead to um, destroying wealth, I mean major wealth, will destroy, to, will destroy freedom, freedom of, for traveling. If, you know, if we can't travel anymore because of the QR code, because of a carbon budget, and, and people are very serious about this. And they say, well, if you want to travel, you, you will buy a carbon budget from poor people because they have a budget as well, but they don't have the money to travel. So if you buy it from them, you can travel. And feel virtuous about it. Yeah. <laughs> this, you know, and these people, are, and they're very serious about it. And, and, you know, these people have not been elected. The lady that's responsible for the carbon bank in the Netherlands, got on, on the news, got online and says, well, this is what we're going to do. And so, well, who are you? Who are you? you will not be, you've not been elected. You have been appointed as the CEO of a local bank that has become a state bank because they were, they've gone bust many, many years ago and they have been subsidized by the government in order to sustain. They were big to, too big to fail. So they kept them alive. And they built all kinds of new systems in order to keep all these banks alive. But the majority of all these big banks that we have currently today in the Netherlands, all state banks. And they do exactly what the government wants them to do. And they benefit from it. And that's why they come up with an idea of a carbon bank. Can you imagine a carbon bank? Yeah. And that this lady is responsible for this. She goes online and she says, okay, you get a personal carbon budget and a QR code where we will measure then you get into my remit how are you going to measure that you know we're going to build systems we're going to build all kinds of systems that we take effort that we take advantage that we take advantage of all your personal data and let's say that's interesting you think that there are very very smart people young people that can break into your systems so meaning that we get all kind of new criminal behavior and they say, well, we want CBT, we want digital money. All right, we create our own digital money. So it means that there will be a huge industry of fake money, digital fake money, where these control systems try to prohibit this and try to control this. And well, can you imagine how big a fight that's going to be? It sounds very chaotic. It's, it's going to be chaos. It's going to be chaos. Because it's, it's, it's a kind of a new social communist experiment. And we're moving away from a democratic society where we build our wealth on personal entrepreneurship. It's the individual power. And of course, to a certain extent, that the governments have to limit, let's say, the developments from personal entrepreneurship in the, in the personal in the, in the in the interest for the people. 
But what's happening today is that the governments and not elected people are building a society using technology, not in your interest, but only in their interest. Or their benefactors interest yeah so you're at the end of the food chain and not in the beginning of the food chain and i can tell you i'm not worried about it because i know with 50 45 years of experience they're going to fail what i'm worried about is that they're going to spend trillions of money on that that we could have spent on on poor people on food eh? you know uh, we, we we talk about biofuels you know biofuels lead to um, um, genocide. Well, you're taking farmland, you're taking food out of people's plates and you're putting it in a gas tank or in a seat cushion. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We mean that the poor countries can't get access to food anymore at a reasonable price, meaning that millions of people will die simply by the fact because you want to travel to New York by plane. <laughs> on biofuels <laughs> because we think that's sustainability but it's ridiculous you know I think at that point once it becomes if that actually happens and I don't think it will um, I probably wouldn't fly because that's a very yeah but we have to fly because we have built a huge society and we have created so much wealth where everybody and prosperity for everybody you know they're going to take all the prosperity away and it will be the poor people that will suffer from it not the rich people it's the poor people that will suffer and if this is about the planet history has shown that the number one way to clean up the planet is to elevate people out of poverty exactly. so they can start paying attention to their environment but we're pushing more people into poverty Good. and we're going to actually it, it becomes less clean and i'm not talking about carbon dioxide I mean, i'm talking about actual pollutants Poverty is dirty. Yeah, and, and, and we, we, we are polluting the, the planet with all these green ideas. Uh, we're taking away so much raw materials, important raw materials. It takes you eight times more raw materials to, to build an electric car compared to a fossil car. So meaning that it is so raw material intense. But anyway, from so many perspectives. world is changing. The only way to get out of this is to vote them away. Another thing is education. We have to educate the people factually, not by conspiracy stories, factually what is what's going on. And we see some very, very, very smart people, Nobel Prize winners, people that are running, are becoming, they, they are the most important econometrists of Germany, Doc, Professor Dr. Hans-Werner Sinn, explain to the press that what the government is aiming for is completely bonkers and it cannot happen and but factually he showed that what you're doing will lead to chaos and will lead to misery and what has happened luckily what we see today is that more intelligent people will take the helm of educating the masses that it is against their will and against their interest what's currently happening And I think that we're going into a huge recession in 2023. It's part of what everybody is expecting actually today. At the end, it will all, um, this all will be settled because people will get their 
get their brains back in place and, and start to understand that what we're heading for is, is ridiculous. They, they've told us that we, we know that these things won't work and people even who are maybe on the other side of the conversation who want these things to happen, they might have concerns, but they've been told that we must do this at all costs. So some people have actually been convinced that we do need to destroy ourselves in order to pursue these agendas. So that, that education part of this, it, it becomes critically important because that's, I, I believe that's the only way you can fight it. I fully agree. You know, it's, it's all ideology driven. It's driven by money. And as I told you, what happened in the 30s in Germany, that all of the big manufacturers follows, followed Hitler because it was their personal interest. They built planes, tanks, cars, whatever, ammunition, weapons, uh, in order, and, 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 and they, they got rich out of it. You know, Napoleon did it, you know, and, and so it has been true history. It happens and happens again. And so, I, can, I believe that where we are today, that, um, um, that true education until, if, and, and it takes a lot of energy, and it takes a lot of time in doing this. But at the end of the day, you will succeed. As long as you stay away from conspiracy thinking. Because- It's difficult some days. It is difficult. Uh, it's very difficult, but stay away from conspiracy thinking because that makes you very weak. Because they will they will take advantage of that to make you to make you look ridiculous. But if you bring in knowledgeable people and this factual information, you will convince the masses because at the end of the day, they will um, they will see uh, on their bank accounts what's going to happen. If there's no food to consume, if there's no energy to warm their houses and to drive their cars, and and they're and they're um, curtained by new technologies as a QR code that will limit you to travel traveling from from Toronto to Alberta or vice versa or to anywhere else in the world, then people will start rebelling against that. Maybe reality is a good educator. Yeah, but you never know when the people will say enough is enough. Yeah, because the French king wrote in his diary on the day that the French population stormed the, the uh, what, what's called the, the, this, um, this castle in Paris. He wrote in his diary, nothing is, is happening today. Everything is calm. We can do, we can go on what we're doing. And that same day, um, the revolution started. And it's not I'm proclaiming revolution, it can also, it doesn't mean that it has to be violent, but one day people will say enough is enough. And then they start to realize that um, um, they have been screwed. And it happens all over again because that's what people do, that's what politicians do. Yeah, revolution doesn't have to be violent, it's been done with a pen and paper, it's been done by, um, yeah. you know, by just, by, by standing up like, like they did it in India, they weren't violent, but they, they caused revolution. And I think uh, in this case, it's gonna be education and knowledge 
that gets people to stand up and do their civic duties yeah. and participate in democracy that, that will be the revolution. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. That was, uh, that was very uh, educational for me. It's always good to hear from someone who's got such a, a deep understanding of how things, how they're, what they're trying to do and why it doesn't meet reality. Let me explain one thing before we, we, we finish this discussion. I'm not a politician. I'm not politically engaged. I'm not a member of whatever, whatever political party in this country. Never. Never been. I have no, uh, um, I have no financial interest whatsoever. I just run my own business and I, I, I advise um, I advise boards of directors of large companies about how they can take advantage of, of data and uh, to run their business uh, better, so business improvement. So I, I can only elaborate on my practical experience over the last 45 years and relate this to the current issues that we face today. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very humble about it. And I think all these plans are going to fail. But people will suffer. No. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. Itself. As it happened before, and will happen again. Let's just try and make it as short as possible. Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much. I really well, Chris, it. and uh, you're a white knight, and uh, educate the people. You know what? I'm just a restaurateur, and I like people to be able to <laughs> peacefully assemble and enjoy their coffee and hamburgers. So yeah. if I got to do this to make sure that can happen, yeah. this is what I'll do. Yeah. Mobilize the masses, and, uh, and and what we need to do is to write a new social contract, because the current social contract is broken. And uh, we have to write a new social co contract where data will democratize uh, this, um, the democratize society in a way that everybody can benefit from it. I mean that we that we build a new society that created a lot of prosperity so that everybody can prosper from it and not a very small elite group can prosper from it. And uh, so writing this new social contract can only be done by white knights that are going to the government. So we will vote them in and we vote the other guys out. That's democracy uh, and that's in peace and, and take over uh, society and and lead them to an, an, a new society where we uh, will emphasize on, on prosperity rather than an ideology. And, um, well, this idiot, this Al Gore guy, who started mm. this thing, mm. has created chaos, absolute chaos with a stupid narrative about carbon dioxide. You will not believe it. It blows my mind. I mean, he said we'd be on fire by 2016. It's 2023 almost. And, you know, out of a hundred and some odd apocalyptic climate um, uh, uh, forecasts, zero have come true. Zero. Not one. Not one of Al Gore's, not one of David's. You know, it's an ideology. It's a religion. Yeah. You know? yeah. You, know, it's a, you know, the majority of the people, if you ask them, give me the facts why this should happen. 
then they can't give you the facts because they say, well, we've read it in the newspaper and the IPCC is telling us this and that. And, uh, and the majority of the scientists tell us that we get, we're heading for Talking a disaster. Points. Talking points. Yeah, and you know, that, you know science is not, it's not a democratic system where the majority of the scientists will decide where we're going. That's, that's not what science is all about. It, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. And again, right back to education. It's back to education, and people are dumb and lazy. And, and get out of get 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 out of your, get out of your chair, and and start reading about and and being educated because it's in your interest. You have to protect yourself against all these ideology ideology driven idiots. If there's one thing I've learned in the last three years, it's that nobody's coming to save us. This isn't rely on a politician. It's uh, get out, get out of your chair, and yeah. get involved. There's right. no Jesus Christ coming to uh, will land on this on this earth and will save us. You have to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thank you. Thanks, everyone.